amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. So now it's time to turn it up, surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up. We all up in your area like landscape, definitely bringing you the power slamming pancakes. It's the mandate that you tune in. It's time to move out so we can move in and recognize that this is no illusion. I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion. It all started off in the book of Genesis when Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis. And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him, he touched his hip but he really couldn't have devoured him. And from that point, then we hear a name change, rearrange the game, so now we gotta change. Uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas, everybody. We are live here on Christmas Day. Pancakes and Power Slam show. Of course, I am Chris Featherstone. Follow us on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page, Crave Wrestling. So, of course, this is going to be a pre- an abbreviated show, but definitely, you know, the streak must go on, ladies and gentlemen. 352 weeks and counting. Uh, Pancakes and Power Slam show. I hope everybody had a fantastic Christmas. Personally, I did. Um, just wonderful time spending with family and friends, and uh, of course, never forgetting the reason for the season, Jesus. Uh, definitely, definitely had a very celebratory Christmas Eve, actually. Spent some time with some friends and uh, uh, was up till very, very late at night. Uh, in the wee hour looking stuff, just, just talking, just conversing um, about just life and, and in faith and marriage. And it was really, really good stuff, a very good way of uh, going into Christmas and then uh, a brunch over my uh, sister-in-law's and and then uh, some rest and some preparation for the uh, some watching of uh, WWE and uh, here we are 
Um, so I really wish everybody had a really, really merry, awesome, uh, joyeux, feliz Christmas. <laughs> and um, I pray that it was as blessed as uh, as mine. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so uh, let's get right into it. We're going to do the PNP Year End Awards today. Of course, like I said, it's going to be an abbreviated show uh, just to be sure to not, you know, spend too much of your Christmas uh, day and Christmas, uh, the, the rest of your Christmas. I'm going to have an uh, interview that I recorded with uh, superstar Bill Dundee. Of course, this is not a Q&A interview. I am live right now. Uh, for those who are watching me on Facebook on Thursday, I'm not live, but I'm giving you a shout out on Thursday on Facebook. Uh, for those who watch the Thursday Facebook, thank you. Uh, you are also a part of the PNP Nation, um, and uh, I get really some some really good hits there on Thursdays. So thank you for your support as well. If you are listening, if you are listening to this on Thursday uh, on Facebook, be sure to tweet at Crave Wrestling. Of course, the, right now I am live on Tuesdays, uh, and uh, we do some awesome interaction on the YouTube page. Of course, uh, we do hashtag Ask Chris uh, questions throughout the show. And if you are listening to this uh, live on Tuesday, of course, uh, Ask Chris is um, uh, is the 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 um, the hashtag to use throughout the show. Um, and I'll do as many questions as I can today uh, live here on Tuesday night. Uh, if you're listening to this uh, on Thursday, the on Facebook, the the I call it the Attitude Era version, the taped, the the uh, Tuesday live taped version on on Thursdays on Facebook. Um, also use hashtag Ask Chris, but uh, unlike you know Tuesdays when I'm live on YouTube, uh, the Thursday crowd for Facebook, you can actually tweet me at Chris Prolific. Tweet me hashtag ask Chris questions. Anyone can do that throughout the week, actually. So, uh, but yeah, uh, again, ask Chris questions. I uh, really wish everyone enjoyed this uh, this interview with superstar Bill Dundee. This is the second time I've had Dundee on the show. First time was, you know, I've said this before. I love just road stories interviews. I'm a big fan of just interviews of of just awesome road stories. I mean, Bill Dundee's been in the business for 50 years, so it's always good talking to him both on air and off air because he has so much to share. Uh, so we're going to do an interview with um, with Bill Dundee. It, it's about 18 or so minutes long, so uh, just you know, enjoy the interview. Of course, I'll be back on afterwards after the interview live here on Tuesday night, Christmas night, uh, for all your Ask Chris questions. Just real simple Raw and SmackDown grades, and then I have a list of seven year-end topics, and we're going to do it live, fans' choice style. We're going to uh, do it uh, like we did, like the, all the brackets, uh, a good fans' choice PNP year-end awards, and so um, it's going to be awesome. So, as I, actually, uh, as you are listening to the uh, the interview from from Bill Dundee. Uh, I'll actually go ahead and write the categories uh, on the um, chat on, on the chat. So I'll, I'll list the categories on the chat as you're listening to uh, the Bill Dundee interview. So I'll be interacting with you all at that point. Uh, again, you know, here's the thing: Christmas night, uh, having fun with you all. Please show your love back, like and comment on the video. 
I really appreciate all your support every single week on the Pancakes and Power Sam show. Show your love back um, by liking the video, liking my episodes, commenting on my episodes. I really appreciate all the likes and all the love. Um, but short, but comment, spread the love, spread the PNP Nation love. Let the people let, uh, let the people know about the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Also, in 2018, actually for the Pancakes and Power Slam show, uh, we were actually the uh, PNP is actually voted number 20. Um, oh goodness, what is it? 26, I believe, in the top 60. Uh, uh, wrestling podcast in the world. So that's huge. Number 20, I think 26, maybe, maybe 23, maybe 24 or something like that. Uh, in the top 20, maybe 23, maybe 26. It was, I'll find that out. I'll find that out specifically. Um, but yeah, I'm really, Excited about that. Just the awesomeness of the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Um, and I'll, I'll find that out for you in uh, just a bit here, actually. And I, I'll probably put it in the chat. But uh, let me see. Get some comments before we uh, get into the Superstar Bill Dundee interview. Um, already some Ask Chris questions. You guys are awesome. Uh, Multi said, glad you had a great Christmas, Chris. Agreed on the um on the Jesus part, of course, absolutely. You know me, man. You, uh, <laughs> if anybody follows my social media, know that I'm a very Romans one sixteen guy. I'm a hundred percent unashamed. Um, let's see. Okay, okay. So I already have some uh, some uh, category answers. Merry Christmas, Wild Boy. Uh, GHP as well. Multi's asking any surprise interest for the Royal Rumble. I don't know that yet. I can find out. I can I can do some digging and see if anybody is uh knows anybody or if anybody um you know is planning on being a surprise entrant <laughs> in the Royal Rumble. Um which is good. And that's really the the fun thing about um the Royal Rumble. Um the surprise entrance part because it's usually like people know you know, who's going to win. And you know, there's usually like only two or three or maybe four um, uh, people who could win, who are slated to win, who has a chance of winning. Um, so, you know, uh, it, it, the surprise entrance is, is the, the fun part of, of that. Gabriel, Merry Christmas, man. Um what else we got? Uh, yeah, glad to be back. Glad you're back, wild boy. Um, Brandon's in the house. Man, yes. I really appreciate you all uh, spending spending your uh, the, the end part of your Christmas with me, man. That's uh, fantastic. All right, so I'm looking at it right now. According to Feedspot, Pancakes and Power Slam show was ranked number 26. Yep, number 26 in the top 60 best wrestling podcasts in the world. So that is a big deal, man. (laughs) That is huge. So 
Thank you so much for all your support, man. Uh, that is awesome. The Pancakes and Power Slam show uh, is, I'm just super duper grateful for you all. And um, the fact that, uh, you know, voted number 26 in the best pan- best wrestling podcast in the world, that's a big deal. And uh, it takes uh, support from you all uh, to, to make that happen. So thank you so much. Of course, the, uh, Patreon. Just went over my head right now. Uh, the Patreon account. Come on, guys. I need your support, man. You know, um, I don't ask for much, as you all know. Uh, I, I, you know, it's so funny because I have an, uh, I have a, um, a bachelor's degree in, pu- in public relations. And I've been a promoter. I, I put together Christian rap events and I've had a business, a su- successful business. I've been promoting uh, for 15 years, almost 15 years. And um, as much as I'm really good in promoting other people and putting together really good shows, I do a terrible job promoting myself. Uh, Merry Christmas, Brandon. And um, yeah, I do a terrible job promoting myself. It's just people, you know, a lot of people say because I'm so modest and and things like that. and, and, And people, people say I'm humble. Thank you for those people who say that, which is a lot of people I know. But uh, man, I do a I do a terrible job promoting myself. So, uh, 2018 I was was my goal to work on that, and uh, I, maybe possibly, hopefully, I did a little bit better on that. 2019, I'm making it a little bit more of an effort to to really promote myself, especially the amount of time and effort that I put in putting these shows together. It doesn't just you know, it doesn't just happen. <laughs> all this stuff, all the, all the graphics and all that stuff, um, you know, it doesn't just happen uh, just because it doesn't just fall all in the place. I put a lot of work and, and time and effort in putting these shows together every single week. So uh, I would hope that you would appreciate that uh, by, um, yeah, I, I, I would hope that you would appreciate that by uh, just sending some some stuff on Patreon. You know, I have two tiers. One for $1 a month and the other one for 599. Uh starting in 2019, um <clears throat> uh we're, I'm still do the weekly interviews, but I'm only going to give uh like a free, you know, um a, a free chunk of it and then the rest of it's going to be for the Patreon members. So um, that's where your money's going for Patreon and also going to be some live, um, acts, Chris, just, uh, in, in, you know, just randomly throughout the week, some live acts, Chris, um, uh, questions, some live acts, Chris, um, Q and A's. And also there's also, um, <clears throat> going to be some live, uh, uh Q and A interviews and, and live streams with, uh, a few of my awesome, great wrestling, uh, pro wrestling buddies as well. So you never know who's going to drop in the Patreon for the live Q and A. So just, uh, you know, join the five ninety nine tier, and you'll be able to see who joins in. And we're going to have watch parties uh, on there as well uh, for the Patreon. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be a very, very fun tier. It's going to, you know, you're going to get your money's worth. I've got a bunch of ideas of, of what to do with that tier. Uh, some really really fun stuff, some some awesome 
watch parties and, and interviews and live Q and A's, some blogs for myself, some exclusive information that I get, any type of exclusive information that I get, I'll drop it uh, on there uh, as a story. So we really, uh, you know, I, I appreciate you all. 2018 has been the best year of the PNP uh, PNP Nation, the Pancakes and Power Slam show, hands down. Best year of the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Um, it, it'll be seven years coming up this April, and you all, the PNP Nation, really, really catapulted, launched. Just this year for the Pancakes and Power Slam show has been absolutely fantastic. So I really, really appreciate you all. Uh, Slam Kate, yes. Special shout out to GHP for actually putting together uh, an arena uh, and a, a emceed it. Man, he he uh, sent me. If you have a link, GHP, I actually dropped that on the chat. We usually don't do links for chats, but uh, links on the chat. But if you do have that, um, uh, please please uh, share that because uh, that that was awesome. He he did an arena slamcade arena. He did a uh, he did an announcement. He he was the announcer as well. He did a fantastic job. So, alrighty, what's up, Nathan? Welcome to the chat. Um, everybody, welcome Nathan. He's uh new as far as I know. Timothy also welcome Timothy. He's also new on the chat. Uh, follow at Chris Prolific. Um. Uh, there's something else. There's an actress question that was really good. So I want to address it. Um, I think multi axed it. Um, yes. Okay. So multi, yeah, multi asked about the surprise entrance for the Royal Rumble. And then, <laughs> man, God bless you, multi. What's your, um, <laughs> Book it, uh, Chris, to win the Royal Rumble. I appreciate it. Uh, wow, boy. Uh, Bianca Belair appears in the Women's Royal Rumble. I can see that. I can see that. Merry Christmas, Jesus. Um, yeah, I, I can see that, man. I I think I'm a, I'm a big fan of Bianca Belair. She's probably my favorite. She's probably my favorite uh, woman's wrestler in NXT, actually. Uh, I'm on my own. I guess the world. <laughs> Probably one of my favorite uh, um, theme songs on NXT as well. Uh, Undisputed Era is still hands down number one my favorite theme song in all of WWE. Actually, um, follow actually not necessarily hands down. It's hands down number one in NXT. Not necessarily hands down in WWE because Drew McIntyre's theme. I've said this before when we did our bracket. Drew McIntyre is a close second for me as far as my favorite theme songs. GSP is asking, Ask Chris, do you feel like Vince McMahon is trying too hard? I think Vince McMahon is very, I mean, he's the thing. It's his company, no matter what, no matter how many people you're putting in place, how many people you're grooming, it doesn't matter how much you're grooming Triple H. Um, at the end of the day, it all falls on Vince McMahon. It all falls on Vincent Kennedy McMahon. So if he sees historically low ratings, you know, he's not, I'm sure, you know, he's for, for being the very shrewd, but uh, successful businessman that he is, he's, he's going to realize that that all falls on him. Um, no matter how many people you put in place, he's the guy, <laughs> he's the guy that it all falls on. So, I, so as a result, 
you know, he's going to, he's going to make the initiative to, to, you know, to make uh, more effort and to, to be at a part of it. So him being on television, I'm not a big fan of because I think that it takes away the mystique of Vince McMahon appearances. Um, it's going to be okay for the first couple of weeks to say, okay, Vince McMahon, we're, you know, we're seeing more of Vince McMahon. It's needed that, you know, that Vince McMahon brings that extra layer, the extra layer of importance to WWE product. But if we see, if we see too much of Vince McMahon at a get, we'll lose, it'll lose its luster. And so, um, I don't necessarily know. We'll talk about SmackDown very briefly and Raw very briefly. I don't necessarily know the point of um, the AJ Styles thing. I don't. I don't know what, what it was about. We'll, we'll try to dissect it after the interview. Um, but uh, I don't know. I guess he's really putting uh, some stock in AJ Styles. He clearly he did. He had the title for 371 days. Um, so we'll see. Um, all right. So as we, before we go to the Bill Dundee interview, oh, GSP. Thanks, man. Um, it says, uh, last week's interview was my favorite by far, bro. I, I appreciate it, man. You know, um, <laughs> I, I've listened to that interview. I've listened to the, I've listened to Black Bart's promo, uh, at least at least a dozen times, probably even two dozen times. And my son, I've, I have three kids. I have a six-year-old, a almost four-year-old, it'll be four in a month, and a one-year-old, uh, almost 13 months. And uh, my, I, I play it. Um, I have a ability to play, you know, in my, in my truck. I can, you know, hook it up to an auxiliary and play by Bluetooth. And uh, I, I, Play it off my phone. <laughs> uh, I play it on my phone, man, uh, and it, it's just my six-year-old, my, my my almost four-year-old. He cracks up, but my six-year-old absolutely loves the promo as much as I do. You know, he, you know, ain't a that gum thing you can do about it. He, he he does like that's his thing now, uh, and you know he loves he loves the promo. Uh, as much as uh, as much as I do, he cracks up like hysterically cracks up every time he listens to it. And um, I had a really good conversation uh, actually last Wednesday morning. I was leaving the gym, and last Wednesday morning I had a really really good conversation with Black Bart. We talked for a long time actually. He was actually giving me some really really good stories that I can't really share um, here on the um, on the show. But he was talking about uh, some things. He one I, w- I will share one because he said he did make it public as far as just uh, thoughts of him being the Undertaker, uh, the original Undertaker. Um, that was public. So, uh, but he put he put Mark Cal- he put Callaway he put him over like crazy. Um, he had so many good things to say about the Undertaker because he he competed with the Undertaker. Um, in Texas, and uh, yeah, he put the over, he put uh, the Undertaker over a whole lot, and he was, and there was some people who I won't share that he didn't put over at all, <laughs> but he he put over Undertaker a lot as far as just his willingness to learn, his willingness to really listen, 
um, and just really uh, soak up, you know, some good advice from the business. And so he had a lot of good things to say about him. Uh, some other people, uh, he shares some really interesting stories with me about uh, drugs uh, and 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 um, around that time, which I won't go too much into. Uh, but some really good stuff, man. So I'm gonna, you know, he he availed himself a lot, man. He was like, yeah, just call me whenever. And I said, man, listen, I'll probably call you. I'll probably talk to you like once a week, <laughs> maybe, you know, if, if if it's in my schedule, just to soak up some good road stories, because that's exactly what I did um, the day after the show, man. Some he had some really interesting road stories to share with me. That was really cool. So I enjoyed it as well. GHB. Um, Jesus is asking thing. Lacey, Lacey Evans getting the call up to the main roster is too early. Yes. I've said this before. I think it's too early. She's just really grooming herself and getting, you know, uh, to be a part of the uh, NXT fold, really starting to get a push. Um, I think it's too early. She has the look, you know, she has the look. But the thing is, is like, what's what's different from Lacey Evans that we don't see in like a Mandy Rose or a Lana? Um, so not a, not a big fan. My video froze up, it says. Let me fix that. <laughs> Let me fix that real quick. Uh it shouldn't be shouldn't be um shouldn't be long at all for to get that fixed. Um now that should be working. We're live, pal. Are we good? Let me know. Should be good. Should be all good and, and, and rolling now. Uh, thank you for that <laughs> cough video froze cough. Um, yep, cool. Yep, uh, that interview was electrifying. GHP says thank you, man. I appreciate it. Um, all right, so I think that's uh, all right. One more extra question. GHP is asking right th- that slap. Uh, AJ gave Vince feels like he was trying too hard, but I'll let it build up. We can't forget that he's the guy. Um. That create the Undertaker. Let's wait and see. Yep. Fair assessment. Fair assessment. We'll see. Um, we'll see what it. We'll see what it means. I hope that. I hope it doesn't mean another heel turn from AJ. Um. Yeah, I hope it doesn't mean that. Um, because this heel turn was okay, but it 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 wasn't very good because because he was getting cheered so much, <laughs> and I and I always say this: if you're if you're a heel and getting cheered a lot, um, that's not being an effective heel. That's not really being a very good heel. So um, you gotta you gotta do it. We'll talk about it uh, after the video. Again, interview is about 18 minutes long, and during those 18 minutes, I'll uh, you know uh, make your comments about Bill Dundee. I agree, multi turn heel too soon. I agree with that. Um, so make your comments about the interview as the interview is going on. Uh, like I said, uh, for Dundee is a bit low, so I definitely apologize for that. Um, uh, I, I do. I spend a lot editing uh, my interviews typically, but this one uh, for Dundee came up a bit too low. So, but still, um, you know, I still want to give it to you uh, for this week. Comments, um, whatever comments you have about Dundee. Uh, again, this is a recorded interview. 
Um, so there's no uh, so there's no live Q and A. But after the interview, I'll be back on the other side so we can get the Raw and SmackDown uh, talk, and then we can do the PNP Year End Awards, which is going to be very very fun. So. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let me bring, uh, let's, let's do this, Bill Dundee. Enjoy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Christmas Day version of the Pancakes and Power Snap Show. We get to enjoy the last moments of Christmas Day uh, with each other. Uh, this is fun. This is exciting. Uh, and this person has been on the show before, and I'm going to bring him back on to talk about uh, someone who uh, just recently passed away, definitely. Uh, you know, uh, send our prayers uh, to the family, and we're going to talk to superstar Bill Dundee back on the show again. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, I really uh, appreciate you being on the show again tonight. That's right, man. You you did say that before, and I appreciate it. Uh, so let's uh, just, unfortunately, we uh, got news uh, recently that uh, Lair the Accident passed away at the age of uh, 82. Of course, a huge AWA star uh, and uh, worked some, you know, worked some NWA territories as well, uh, specifically the Pacific Northwest, teaming up with Harley Race and the AWA, his son Kurt in the Pacific Northwest. You actually had some time working with them in the Australia Territory for just a moment. Let the listeners know your small interaction that you have with Larry. Well, in Australia, we were just doing jobs. So, I mean, when you say I worked with him in Australia, match match went three minutes. Yeah. I mean, with the promoter. Yeah. With all the Australian boys, worked with American guys to get them out. Mm-hmm. And Rich and Benny came there. Because it was a tag team, so I did it. Job for him. I when you say work. You don't get nothing to just get your ass. Mm. Yeah, well, the uh, the thing is, <clears throat> now, this was in the 60s, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so this, what, what, now, you said Jim Barnett was the NWA, uh, was, was the Australia territory in the NWA, or did the NWA just expand to have Australia dates? No, he promoted it. It was NWA. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, it makes sense. So you were so you were an enhancement talent for for race and who are you teaming with? started to get noticed. Well, in Australia, you never, you, you, you didn't 
walking around the room and go to the gym to work. Well, just give her a different method, so. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can say, oh, I like blah, blah, blah. Sit and talk, but. Was he cordial? Yeah. 
Yeah. So they were making about three? Yeah, yeah, because you bring in the house. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Yep. You bring in the house earnings and kind of split it up that way, right? Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. <laughs> it sure is. Uh, 30 years later, it's still, still a lot of money. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So that's that's really interesting. Three thousand dollars a week for a booker. That's uh, that's pretty good. Still, you know, in the mid eighties, that's still a pretty good amount. That's, Brother, uh, you're out there seven days a week, yeah. and you got thirty guys to look after, mm -hmm. and TV every Wednesday. It, it, it's a lot harder than guys thought it was. Oh yeah, sure. set a really cool, you know, uh, precedence as far as making an African American a top babyface, you know, within with with Junkyard Dog. Did he get any flack for that, or, or was was every was mostly people welcoming about that? That's an interesting point, you know, him being, you know, a novelty, you know, him being, him, him standing out, you know, uh, among the, the, and it's cool that he, he puts him as a babyface too, because that really helped his career as being one of the biggest babyfaces of all time. You know, he was huge. Even when he went to WWE, he was, you know, a huge babyface. Good money for being a black guy. How about that in the eighties? <laughs> in the mid in the mid eighties. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. just the the art of the promo and how important it was. I, I've, I've, I've 
talked about this in a lot of conversations, just the art of the promo and how important it was to really draw people in. You know, with people like, you know, Mid-South and Continental and, and NWA, they the promo would draw people to the next town, you know, and I think that that's important. Yeah. Jim Bonner, when he came to Australia, we had on the local club team, we wrestled, you know, and with that, with, with no promo, so we, we never saw people standing on a TV show doing a 10 minute pro, promo talking about a match coming up next month, Monday or Saturday or whatever day it was. So that was how you drew money in the good old days. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> why? Why do you think it's not as uh, big of an um, uh, of an importance or an impact or, or priority nowadays? Well, the guys doing it are they don't mind telling you to what? Mm -hmm. They don't mind talking like show show business. It was real to me when I was convincing the guy in the front row. Yeah, that's a good point. So, I agree with that. Well, Bill, it's been a pleasure, man. It's always good to talk to you and go down memory lane and uh, really get some some good, you know, traditional stories, man. I, I, I tell I tell people this all the time. I grew up in the '80s. I'm a traditionalist when it comes to wrestling, and I love talking to people who really have their feet in the business for decades. and And you're definitely one of those people. So I appreciate you talking about your 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 thoughts on Larry and, and your time with him and Mid South and uh, just uh, your time as a booker and just uh, take a take a bit of a stroll for a little bit. So I appreciate you taking the time with me doing that tonight. Well, pleasure, like I told you, anytime. I, mean, I I was there and lived, so I kind of know, know how it was back in the well. I started in nineteen funny man because i don't even know 
with all the WWE pinging my stuff. Um, I don't even know if I can um, do my uh, daggone theme song for Raw and SmackDown anymore. So, yeah. Also, here's the funny thing. I found out I found out why um W I found like why I found out why WWE pinged my show last week. And this is the craziest thing. The reason why I got pinged last week was because of the it was like a the minute part cuz remember we did the GWF um uh review yesterday last week. And I was like, "Wait a minute. WWE why would I get pinged from the review for the GWF stuff? Because that doesn't make sense. But I found out that when, you know, remember last week, and they did it the week before too, when they showed the very just short clip of the USWA stuff, that's what I got pinged for from WWE. Because uh, I guess uh, evidently USWA, um, they have the USWA library. So, isn't that crazy? You got the uh yeah, Wild Boy says Vince has eyes on you. <laughs> and it was like an hour and something into the podcast and it got pinged. So um, you know, the good news is um, you know, there's some uh yeah. WWE's uh the the pancakes of power stamp show is getting noticed by the WWE. So there you go. <laughs> I, it's so funny because I've I've known some people who I know some people who, uh, who compete for the WWE and used to, and uh, yeah they they're like hawks man uh, WWE's like hawks when it comes to that stuff. If you have a big enough base, um, uh, they will they will uh, cl- they will ping you for copyright stuff. WWE will, and um, yeah so obviously the the base is big enough for WWE to see it. Um, but yeah, it was literally like a minute. The minute part of the USWA is the out of the entire show, which was what an hour and fifty minutes or something like that. The one minute part of the USWA that I showed between Lawler and uh, and Jarrett, out of the whole hour and fifty minutes, the one minute little clip uh, out of the whole thing was what was pinged. So. Interesting stuff, but you know, I guess that's a part of the uh, part of the process. That's what uh, WWE does. Is I don't know. It's it's fair use, and um, you know, I'm not getting paid to. Um, I'm not getting paid uh, off of w from WWE's. I'm not getting paid by viewing WWE's stuff. Um, so, yeah, interesting stuff. Um, but you know, like I said, the 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 positive the good part of it is uh pnp nation the pancakes of power slam so uh you know getting some traction getting some getting some notoriety here uh but yeah uh, let's continue to have some fun uh some people saying i didn't watch raw or smackdown you know it's funny because i did not watch raw last night i did watch raw today um actually i watched it right before smackdown um i didn't get into it until um Till today, um, so it was decent. Um, okay, so here's here's my here's my gripe on Bobby Lashley. Out of all this, I think Ronda Rousey and Natalia was a good match. Uh, Rollins and Corbin was 
Eh, I think Rousey and Natalia should have been the, the main event. Uh, Slater, I don't know. I mean, I like. He just seemed like he had his moment because I don't see the baby face thing, anti Baron Corbin. I don't see this going too far because right now, I mean, at least they didn't job him out because I mean, you know he actually lost by disqualification because of interference, and then Rhino came back. Um. Yeah, so I guess that was an angle. I mean, there were some some reports that he was uh, going to retire, but I guess that was an angle. I guess he's back because of uh, Baron Corbin's, you know, not there anymore. Um, real quick, John Cena. So, one, you know, we weren't planning on doing headlines today, but John Cena, um, he was he was not scheduled. We report this on Wrestling Inc. Actually. He was not scheduled to have any televised matches, but um, he'll be. He's he. They're promoting him for Raw and SmackDown. Um, and I, and from what I've heard, uh, the reason why they're doing that is uh, because of the declining ratings. Because of the ratings being very, very frustrating and uh, dissatisfactory to WWE, they're plugging him for TV. So. Uh, there you go. There's a change of uh, WWE stuff when it comes to uh, John Cena being on TV, as opposed to saying in an interview that it, none of them, none of his appearances were televised. So, uh, of course, it's not going to lead into an angle, which is interesting because he actually goes back off to on January 20th, which is before the Rumble, I believe. Um, because I believe that the Rumble is like the 26th or the 27th. Or, somebody. In the chat room, let me know when the rumble is. Actually, I think it's like the twenty boy twenty second, maybe something around there. I'll find out. Twenty seventh, thank you, GSB. Twenty seventh is the uh, thank you, boy. Uh, all right, so yeah, twenty seventh is when the rumble is. So he's leaving a week before the rumble. So, uh, so he won't be a part of the rumble. He did, uh, you know, he did confirm they will be a part of the uh, of Mania, um, but yeah, he wasn't supposed to be a part of uh, uh, of uh, the role uh, of uh, televised events. But there you go. Uh, honestly, the storylines are the reasons why I turned off Raw and SmackDown and turned on my Xbox One and Xbox 360. <laughs> storylines are very flat. I agree with that. Wild Boy says, desperate time calls for des- desperate measures. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. Um, but, you know, what, uh, you know, what's the difference that uh, Gian Cena, what's the difference he's going to make by just making an appearance on Raw and SmackDown? Is it really going to boost some ratings? Maybe by a hair. But, if you know, speaking of storylines, there's no, there's not really going to be a storyline developed from Cena, right? If he's, you know, if he's planning on just being a part of Raw and SmackDown, floating on both, on both, and uh, what he's probably going to put together a couple of matches, maybe put somebody over, maybe have something weird like, yeah, I'm going to challenge Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship and go against Daniel Bryan on SmackDown. I can see that happening. Uh, so, you know, I, I can see that happening. Um, as far as the rest of Raw is concerned. Um, Riot Squad attacking the baby faces and and Drew McIntyre. It was supposed to get on Bobby Lashley too. Um, Drew McIntyre, man, what is WWE doing 
with Drew McIntyre. You had a foolproof, 100% heel that was getting ridiculously pushed, was just a dominant, you know, he he was just a trail of dominance. The strongest heel that was on WWE, other than Brock Lesnar, of course, but as far as just full-time, Drew McIntyre was the guy. And you have the guy lose at a pay-per-view to uh, to Finn Balor, TLC. And then although he didn't get the pin this time, he still loses the triple threat match. And, you know, no disrespect to Finn Balor, but this is the worst time trying to push and trying to salvage, you know, damaged goods of Finn Balor at the expense of Drew McIntyre. This is the worst time to do that. I mean, if you want to push Finn Balor, you better feed him against somebody else, you know, and it's funny because they don't have strong enough heels to really make Finn Balor a legitimate babyface again. And so the problem is they they have him beat people like Drew McIntyre because Drew McIntyre is the only legitimate heel on Raw right now. I mean, of course, you have Baron Corbin, but Baron Corbin wasn't a strong enough name to really have that type of, you know, because he, you know, Baron Corbin loses, um, you know, he, you know, he loses and and uh, and doesn't have a, a really strong, you know, heel uh, as far as dominance is concerned. You just messed that up with with Finn Balor. You, you, at the expense of Drew McIntyre, at the expense of your strongest heel, you make you try to salvage Finn Balor's babyface push, and they have a shortage of babyfaces too. So it's just there's just a disconnect when it comes to the WWE product. Just really overall, SmackDown's not bad actually. It's just with that Raw product, I don't get it, man. I just I really don't get what the issue is. There's such a disconnect. Bobby Lashley, I mean, wow. I mean, the guy was doing very well in Impact, being the top guy there. Really showed a lot of his athletic ability. It was a decent time in Impact when he was champ. Um, You know, his feuds with EC3, his feuds with uh, Drew McIntyre or Drew Galloway at the time. You know, he, he really put some, he really had some decent feuds, you know, feuding with Bobby Roode at the time as well. So, I mean, he really put together some really solid matches. Now it's like, man, they they have no clue what to do with Bobby Lashley. And the very fact that you can have that someone who's one of the best, biggest physically dominant-looking people on the entire roster, you have him in such a terrible angle, a terrible spot, and... Man, if I was Bobby Lassie, I would be absolutely frustrated at my direction in the WWE. It's just, it's bad, man. It's just really bad. The Leo Rush thing is, I mean, this project is a failure. He just, I mean, he lost against Elias at TLC, loses against Elias again, and, and Raw gets pinned by him. And it's like, this is terrible absolutely terrible you know i'm trying to hold on the fact that i would love to see 
Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar at Mania. Cause that's one. That's only one of the only kind of larger than life feel matches between two people. Um, but at the same time, it's it's you know multi saying to be fair, WWE doesn't know what to do with a lot of the talent. Yeah, but that still doesn't justify the fact that you have someone who was a shoe-in type of name for being a top guy and just looks like a million bucks, looks like he can be anybody in the backstage. He could have a Lesnar feel to him. I mean, he's an MMA, MMA background, you know, legitimately could, could go toe-to-toe with Lesnar. Um, he can have that feel to him. The only problem with the only problem with that is is that they're booking him to look like someone who was just a joke. They're making lastly they're booking lastly to look like a joke, and that's the problem with that. That's terrible, man. Yeah, Walking Armageddon. Yeah, I remember he was uh, that was his name in, in Impact, and and it's like um, yeah, I mean they need to do some type of overhaul. I, my again, I'm holding on to this. My hope is that um, here's the thing. My hope is that he will say, I don't want, you know, I'm tired of this alliance with, um, with Leo Rush. I'm tired of it. I don't want it. I don't, I don't want any, I don't want anything to do with it. And I'm leaving, you know, Leo Rush just totally just takes him out um, and wins the Elimination Chamber and goes against Brock Lesnar. That's that's my hope. I think that WWE can really book that. They need to do it very soon, actually. But I definitely think that the WWE can have some saving grace with Bobby Lashley when it comes to that. If he If he does it from the angle of, I'm tired of Leo Rush. Like you, being with you has done nothing to my career. It's actually made it worse. And I think he can get some some. Um, I think he can get some steam. I think he can get some babyface pops for that. And yeah, um, I'd imagine they they wanted him with Leo Rush because he's not a very good talker. But you know, you don't have to be a good talker. Just just don't. Um, just go out there and beat people up. Fans enjoy that. <laughs> they, they enjoy people just beating people up. Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, Aaron, you think a uh, pipe bomb will work? You think a pipe bomb from Bobby Lashley would work, though? Because Punk was such a good promo guy um, that the pipe bomb worked for him. Uh, for Lashley, uh, I don't think I think it'll come out as very a, a very cheap counterfeit <laughs> when it comes to that. I, I do think that um, doing it from the angle of Leo Rush, you know, you've done nothing for me for my career, and just taking them out that way, you know, I think that will work. Um, all right, for SmackDown, um, I mean, uh, and another person, Andrade Cien Almas, yeah, pop off from last week, be cringe. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, that's another person, man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Aaron says, yeah, you're right. I remembered his voice. Yeah, not a very good promo guy. You know, looks like a million bucks is a, a monster in the ring. 
Um, but uh, that comment saying, I think Lashley is done. They've killed him already. I think there's some redeeming. I think there can be some redemption for Lashley. I think it helps that he's actually a heel now. Um, that and he's with someone because the heat can all go on Leo Rush. That can really help Leo Rush actually. All, I mean, it can really help. Lastly, the fact that um, the heat can all go on Leo Rush, and I think Leo Rush has enough mic skills to really draw a lot of heat to make Lashley, you know, a credible babyface by saying, "Listen, I don't want to be a part of this, you know, guy anymore." So. And I don't want to be a part of this group anymore. That can put all the heat on Leo Rush, and I think that, that would help. Someone else who seemed like they're very frustrated is Andrade Cien Almas. Man, I mean, as skilled as this guy is, this, to be honest with to be honest with you, I think that this was another premature call up. Um, you know, I I don't know, man. Being with Zelina Vega really helped them. But there was still an intangible. There was still a, something that just didn't connect with me with Almas. Dude can go in the ring. Dude can. Man, I love watching him in the ring. I remember watching him as La Sombra in New Japan. Dude can go. Fantastic in the ring. I don't know. It was just there's just a disconnect. There's just something that just. Not there for me when it comes to Almas. Now him being an NXT help because of that crowd is is very kind of ROH like, and so um, it helped him as far as his athletic abilities there. But WWE in the main stage is more character driven. It's more of a larger than life type of feel. They've not done a very good job creating those characters, but at the same time, it's still the expectation when it comes to the characters, the feel, the the, the just the the marquee that feel. So that that's the expectation. Um, people like Almas and as GSP saying Apollo Cruz, seeing Almas equals Apollo Cruz. Yeah, very true. Um, <laughs> Cien almost is the, the the heel version of Apollo Cruz. Simple as that. Unfortunately, um, they're trying to do some stuff with with Cruz now with the whole B team thing that we saw on Raw. And but yeah, I mean it's sad because almost and Cruz. The funny thing is, almost and Cruz are two really good but grossly underrated uh, talent. But at the same time, if those two people, if Almas and Cruz were in NXT, they can main event a takeover and steal the show. Be one of the best matches of the year. If we if we saw Andreas Andrade Cien Almas as a heel versus Apollo Cruz in NXT, it would have a much more it would have a much different feel than uh, a main stage. Hundred percent. They would they they would absolutely tear the house down if we saw Apollo Cruz versus Andrade San Almas main event and takeover and it would and they and they they would be able to main event and takeover because of their name and and you know they can they would be able to set it up right to to make a, a really nice you know main event but 
dare I say, we would never see that on the main roster for sure, unfortunately. Got a comment saying, KMU uh, uh, is saying, KMU uh, is saying, uh, it's sad because I thought uh, Cruz and Almas were money ready to be drawn. See, I never, I never saw that with them on the main roster. Unfortunately, Wild Boy saying almost his pop of the Rumble last year was nice. His pop was nice because he was an NXT guy. That's the thing. That's the, that's the, that's a big difference. I definitely want us to pay attention to that. He was getting the pop because of an being an NXT. It was more of an NXT pop, um, and that was the distinction. You know, if he came out, the the crazy thing is he'll probably be in the Royal Rumble, and this year is going to be a whole lot different than his reaction last year, which is, I mean, well, this year, um, in a week's time, it'll be last year, but um, yeah, it it, it was an NXT pop. It wasn't necessarily an Almas pop. It was more of an Almas is an NXT guy pop. Uh, So, Yeah. Almost versus uh, Cruz. I, I think that both of them should go back to NXT, especially Cruz. I think that Almost and Cruz in NXT would, would just tear the house down. Um, I like the fact that Gallows and Anderson picked up the win. SmackDown was actually pretty decent uh, overall. Um, they're, they're they're doing some stuff. Mahmoud, what's up, man? Um, good to have you on the show tonight. Um. K said, uh, I don't even remember almost being in Rumble last year. Yeah, unfortunately. Merry Christmas to you as well. Yeah, I did see Tyler Breeze going back uh, and challenging uh, Ricochet. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, SmackDown was decent. Um, the 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 fact that the, the Owls and Anderson got the win, I liked that. Um, they're doing some more stuff with Mustafa Ali. Dude's got potential. Dude looks the part. He's... He, great in the ring um yeah again it's still you know i'm a character guy and i think that's what it's all about characters i've said this before and i've had this conversation with matt morgan before actually i think that uh characters should be i think wrestling should be 70 percent of what happens outside of the ring and 30% of what happens inside of the ring. That is that is my equation. I've said this for years, and I'll and I, I stick with it. 70% should be the promos, the character, uh, the, the emphasis of the character. I want to be sold in the match, in the feud, way before they even step foot in the ring. And that's that's that was the quality of wrestling that I grew and fell in love with. And I think that that is one of the biggest things that is missing in professional wrestling is that it's reversed now. It's like 70% of what happens in the ring and 30% of what happens outside of the ring. And that's the reason why people are dropping away from WWE product because, <laughs> because people are, are, because the emphasis is what's in the ring and it should not be the case. I always say, professional wrestling is a comic book come to life. There's no way that you can watch a Batman, a Superman, a Spider-Man movie, and and most and be intrigued with it if most of it is just fighting. That that would be ridiculous. That would be oversaturation, is what that would be. And 
we're with it, when it, when it comes to comic books, when it comes to <clears throat> movies, draw, you know, action films, anything like that, we're hooked into the arc, the story arc. We're hooked into the the, the plot. We're we're hooked into the thickening of the plot. The, the the fight is typically at the end of a movie, at the end of an angle, at the end of a, of of a story that's been built up that's hooked us as listeners, as viewers, as watchers, it's, it's, it's hooked us way before we see any fight scene. And that's exactly what it should be with, with the WWE. And that's exactly, and that's how it was. You should get me hooked way before the match, way before them stepping anywhere close to a ring. And that's exactly what I mean. That's exactly the issue when it comes to WWE. When it comes to professional wrestling, really as a whole, but specifically WWE, they're they're giving me the same matches. They're announcing matches, expecting me to say, "Whoa, I'm going to watch Raw for that match next week." No, that's the issue. People are saying, "I just don't care," because it's the same match, and why would I be excited? about someone saying, oh, okay, well, this match is next week. Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin is this match. Whoa, a, a still cage match between Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. Whoa, I want to watch Raw again next week. Negative. <laughs> Absolutely negative. That doesn't give people intrigue. It's an announcement. Hook me in before the match. That's what worked before, and the, the 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 fact that it's reversed is the fact that it's not working out. Seventy percent of what happens outside of the ring, thirty percent of what happens inside the ring. That is the formula for tried and true, effective professional wrestling. Period. Let's address some of these questions. Um, Wild Boy's asking, has Titus become an ambassador since he barely wrestled? Yeah, he's he's been an ambassador, yeah, for a while now. Um, which he does a, he does a fantastic job with that, by the way. Um, also asking, do you know if Vince had any talks with the elite or was it all Triple H? Typically, that's a Triple H thing. Um, right now, that's a Triple H thing, especially if um. The plan is to go to NXT, and I don't see them going straight to the main roster. I've said this before. AEW could be a red herring. I know that they're doing the trademarks now, and they're talking to the Khan family, and I get it. I get it. And like I said, I think AEW would just be another – it would be like a mixture between like a PWG and Impact Wrestling. Like I can see some – and it, it, it'll be good. I mean, it'll be successful for that indie crowd, um, but it won't. I don't. It won't be a, a strong competitor with uh, WWE. I don't see it. I, I don't see it um, for anytime soon. Uh, but you know, you have New Japan, you have ROH, you have Impact. I just don't know how smart it is to have a brand new promotion. When you have all of these other promotions, I think ideally, if it was, you know, there were some some uh, rumors that they uh, rejected a seven figure deal. 
yikes, if that is true, that's tough. <laughs> that's tough to digest seeing how you're going to be spending a lot of money to get this uh, get this promotion uh, up and up and running. But, you know, on the other end, you got to give kudos to them for being bold enough to step out if it is true. Uh, like I said, it could be a red herring of them uh, appearing at NXT Phoenix, which would be super dope to me. I think ideally I would have Cody, uh, Cody Hangman Page, and the Young Bucks come in as baby faces and feud against uh, the Undisputed Era. That would be pretty sweet to me. Um, but yeah, if you if you do bring if you do have AEW, we'll probably see. <clears throat> A lot of people from Impact, a lot of people from um, MLW. So, I mean, plus MLW is a really good promotion, too. Um, So, yeah, uh, you know, I'm just not really sold on the fact of another indie-style promotion. MLW's doing a a really good job with, with getting that, with taking care of that right now. And then you have the bigger promotions like New Japan and Impact, uh, and then you have Ring of Honor. So you're leaving a Ring of Honor contract to start your entire promotion that's probably going to be very similar to Ring of Honor. I don't see it. I don't see the. I don't see how that makes sense right now, honestly. Um, some other good, really questions. Uh, the uh, uh, K is saying I agree with you. Chris Russo's uh, TV is one of my favorite. Rock Jericho and Cena, my three favorite wrestlers, and all it's all because of what they did outside the ring. I can dig that. Um, you can definitely tell what Vince has been backstage. That Vince has been backstage lately. The club has had complaints about getting TV time. Now they're now they're getting some, which is good. Um. Mamu said, uh, exactly, it needs a story in every program, even heroes. Absolutely. I agree with you, Chris. Promos are important. Yep. All facts, man, my earliest memories of wrestling are promos and segments, not matches. Yes. Hard times. My, the, the best To me, the best promo of all time. Dusty Rhodes is, uh, you know, I've said this very, very much. My top three of all time is number one, Sting. Number two, Dusty Rhodes. Number three, Ricky Steamboat. Steamboats, uh, you know, he has, um, he, he defied wrestling when it comes to not being the best promo guy, but being so good at what he does. I mean, he was such an amazing wrestler, one of the best wrestlers of all time that he could, um, he could tell stories in the ring. He could tell stories and, um, you know, and that, and, and that was his promo. Steamboat's promo was telling stories in the ring, um, which was a rarity, which still should be a rarity. I think, I think so many pro wrestlers are are kind of hinging their popularity on telling stories in the ring. But if you have everybody trying to tell a story in the ring, then you're not different. <laughs> There's nothing about you that looks or feels different. Steamboat had a different feel. Because he was a he was a rarity. He he became pop. He was a such an amazing baby face, such a you know the family man type of baby face that told his stories in the ring when everybody else was cutting really scathing promos and villainous promos and all that. 
he was different. He looked different. He had a different feel. Now everybody looks like Ricky Steamboat. So there's nobody different. And so that's the reason why it's, um, it's, it's getting less interesting as far as, you know, as a whole, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't have a feel to it as much anymore because everybody's like Ricky Steamboat. And Ricky Steamboat became popular because nobody was like Ricky Steamboat. I mean, you know, Ric Flair could go in the ring, of course, but his promos were great. Steamboat told his stories in the ring. So that really helped him. Uh, Dusty, but but Dusty and Sting, um, Sting wasn't necessarily a promo guy, but his character was just, I mean, his character jumped off the screen. And, of course, Dusty. I mean, come on now. Uh, one of the best promo guys ever <laughs> in professional wrestling history. My favorite promo of all time, Hard Times, you know, <clears throat> textile workers. <laughs> they uh, they give him a watch, kick him in the butt and said, hey, a computer took your place, daddy. That's all times. <laughs> um, Multi is saying, um, this is why I hardly watch WWE. I agree. Just be get ready on off my TV screen. <laughs> Um, I agree with you. NXT Takeover Phoenix should be much exciting. Yep, I agree. Wild Boy says he really wants them in WWE. Uh, yeah, one of the greatest greatest matches of all time was was Steamboat Savage. Absolutely. Um, yep, good stuff, guys. Really good comments. All right. So um, let's get uh, let's get this flavor of the week, man. Let's get these P and P awards. Really good conversation. Um, I was expecting on uh, cutting it off a little, uh, actually a lot shorter than than normal. But you know, I love talking to y'all and having interaction with y'all. Uh, that uh, yeah, it's almost going to be a normal show. <laughs> uh, but I really had it. It's awesome. Um, absolutely. Thanks, thanks, Wild Boy. Says yes, I missed this. Uh, but yeah, I had, a, I had an awesome time, uh, and, and really, 2018, man. Uh, thank you, GSP. Tonight was very smooth, is what he says. Um, I really appreciate um, you all. I really do. I really do. Uh, uh, it, 2018, just uh, just overall for me, 2018 was certainly one of the or not the best year of my life. Um, just overall. Uh, mostly, uh, you know, faith related, spiritually, just, uh, um, I've been in ministry for a while and, and I have a master's degree in theological studies been, this is actually my 20th year, um, as a Christian and, um, just, just, uh, diving in and, um, just soteriologically, theologically, you know, those things just really have, have really Change the perspective on me, uh, on a lot of things. Um, just my love for people, um, just my love for truth, uh, just my love for my family, my just the the just my family, my my, my marriage, my my kids, my three kids, uh, my um, beautiful uh, daughter turned one this year. Uh, my son turned, my middle son turned three, and my oldest turned six this year. Uh, one step closer to becoming a doctor. I'm actually about halfway through. Uh, actually, maybe a little bit, actually a little over halfway through. Um, to becoming a doctor, I'm looking at 
graduating summertime, fall time to get my PhD. Um, yeah, so some good stuff, man. Some good, good stuff business wise. Uh, some great stuff happening. So, um, yeah, man, I I'm so blessed and I'm so thankful. Uh, you know, and I and I'm so so thankful to interact with all of you all. With all of you all. Shout out to Christopher Daniels, and I'm not being redundant. <laughs> um, yeah, shout out to um, Malty. Great show as usual. Shout out to my mood. You're very deep, Chris. You're a cool dude. Thank you very much. Uh, awesome, Chris, says Malty. Shout out to Wild Boy. All prayers and continued success to you. Thank you so much. Shout out to GHP. Salute to Chris. Um uh, Awesome man, y'all y'all are some some fantastic uh, such a such a fantastic addition to my life. All of you, all of you are who actually listens to the Pancakes of Power Slam show. And the funny thing is, man, I didn't even know um, that it had such a uh, uh, Columbus uh, uh, popularity base to it. Uh, of course, everybody know I'm proud. Proud Ohioan, Columbus, Ohio, born and bred, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, jump tube. I used to be a sports entertainment psychologist. Very interesting. Uh, actually, uh, I'm actually a certified life coach. Uh, again, uh, hashtag ask Chris if you have any questions. Um, I'm a I'm a certified life coach, and I'm about to become a doctor in psychology. My psycho my my um. My uh, specialization is going to be um, forensic, forensic psychology. Uh, but uh, I actually am doing some coaching to some wrestlers, and I want to <clears throat> really kind of do a uh, launch that a little bit more in 2019. And uh, that's what that's all I wanted to do with my life coach certification is uh, do it from a pastoral standpoint and also. Uh, to professional wrestlers, so uh, yeah, man, you're right. JSP <laughs> says, Chris, I was expecting a 30 minute or so podcast, but the love for this kept kept us going. Amen, sir. Amen, absolutely. <clears throat> um, Kmo says, uh, well, I really didn't know. I didn't know you were from the OH. I'm a Cincy guy personally. Oh, nice. <clears throat> OH. <laughs> Uh yeah, Columbus, Ohio, man. Uh born and bred and um proud member <clears throat> still. Uh uh yeah, so very, very um buckeye buckeye heavy here. Of course, Wild Boy, go blue, we get y'all next year. You know so funny <clears throat> people you know, those those daggum shout out to Blackboard, those daggum Michigan fans. Uh, you know, I got nothing but love for you, wild boy. But uh, so a couple of my good friends are Michigan fans. The funny thing is, uh, my brother and my aunt are both Michigan fans. <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, the funny thing is, keep you keep saying we'll get y'all next year. Everybody thought that this year would be the year that Michigan, even me to an extent, everybody thought that. Uh, um. This year was the daggum <laughs> Rutgers. <laughs> uh, man, you know, this year was almost daggum Maryland. 
we struggled against them, but everybody thought that this year would be the year that Michigan beat Ohio State. And um, everybody, everybody just thought that this was the year. And, and, and to an extent, I thought that Michigan, I mean, Michigan was doing such a great job. uh, And, I'm a I'm an avid college football fan. I'm like just as big of of a college college football fan as I am a pro wrestling fan. I love college football. It's like one wrestling and then like one one B college football. And uh watched a bunch of Michigan games. Y'all were just killing it. And I was like, man, this is probably this may be the year. And then the Michigan offense, I mean, the, the very fact that we scored so much offense on Maryland, and then when we uh, did a very good job defensively as Michigan State, and those two games together, I was like, you know what? <clears throat> I think we can do it. And then when Michigan was struggling a little bit against Indiana, <clears throat> I was like, you know what? We may could do this. <clears throat> but I was not expecting 62 to 29. <laughs> I was not expecting 62 to 29, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> and it was a sweet, sweet victory. Uh, and, and, and the interesting uh, wild boy, uh, Michigan has not to beat Ohio State at home uh, at the shoe since 2000. It has been 18 years since Michigan has beat Ohio State at Ohio State. And uh, since then, uh, Michigan has beat uh, Ohio State only twice. 7-0 with uh, Urban Meyer, 9-1 with Jim Trestle. So, yep. Uh, Of course... Luke Fickle in 2011, but uh, <clears throat> because of the trustful stuff, it kind of got thrown on, thrown in there. But yeah, that's uh, two wins, two wins in 18 years. Uh, yeah, so there's all, all those Michigan fans that keep saying I'm going to do it next year. You've been saying that for a long time, and uh, that's uh, you probably should let it go. <laughs> Watch, watch Frozen again and let it go, let it go. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into the flavor of the week. It is now time for the flavor of the week. <laughs> Gotta have faith. <clears throat> Kyler Murray is a fantastic uh, uh, quarterback. I think, you know, I think that Dwayne, some, uh, someone's asked me a question when I think of Kyler Murray. Um, He's going to baseball, so uh, he's not even playing football. He's uh, decided to. Um, Heisman Trophy winner. And I think I think Haskins should have won it. I think Dwayne Haskins should have been the Heisman. But I can understand why they gave it to Kyler Murray because uh, Haskins had a much better throwing yards. Uh, passing yards, passing touchdowns as a thrower, as a passer, passing quarterback, um, had much better stats than Kyler Murray. But, um, but I, you know, he he did. He had, a, as far as I remember, he had a, over 800 rushing yards. So I think that helped him. 
just the total package. Um, sounds good. Uh, I do follow sports. Uh, this another question was asked to me. Big college football, um, and I am a huge uh, college basketball fan too. I'm a Titans fan, um, which you know I, I follow NFL, but I only follow NFL. I follow NFL more when the Titans are actually doing decent. We're actually nine and six this year. Uh, we got the Colts on Sunday, and it was supposed to be an afternoon, a uh, uh, one o'clock game, I believe, and it actually got moved to a night game. Um, so if we're if 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 we win, we're in. So go Titans, beat the Colts. If we win, we're in. Um, so of course I follow NFL. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm watching it, uh, Mahmoud. I'm, I'm, you better believe it. Um. I was like, that uh, uh, was asked if I was watching it. I am a huge college basketball fan. I love the Duke Blue Devils. Huge Duke fan. I've been a Duke fan since 1990, celebrating my 28th year as a Duke fan. Uh, I started liking Duke when they were feuding against, uh, when, feuding. I'm such a wrestling guy. When they were competing and they were rival, they had a rivalry with Michigan. Of course, Fab Five. Uh, when I started liking them, actually, they were going against, uh, they were at a rivalry with UNLV uh, when, you know, Stacey Augman and Larry Johnson, when they were, you know, uh, real big in you know, UNLV at the time. Uh, the year I started liking them, they lost to UNLV, UNLV, and then in 91 and 92, they won the championship, uh, the NCAA championship, and uh, been a huge Duke fan ever since, like huge Duke fan, like wrestling college basketball, I mean, excuse me, wrestling, college football, college basketball, in that order. Those are my two, those are my three favorites. And then a huge Chicago Bulls fan. I don't, I'm not into NBA as much. I still follow it. I I watch sports all the time. I'm not into it as much uh, as far as NBA because uh, the Bulls are just uh, not, not good this year. We had a fire coach. So, (laughs) so, uh, unfortunately, I've been waiting for a long time for the Bulls to, um, you know, have a dynasty again. But uh, made it to the playoffs every now and then. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, losing a lot. Yes, <laughs> we are losing a lot. Unfortunately, uh, multi Magic fan. Okay, um. Magic was uh, especially in the late '90s, early 2000s. The Orlando Magic, or uh, that was big when Shaq was there. Um, all right, so all right, so let's go through uh, these categories uh, as we do the flavor of the week. So, simply put, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the category and um, just give me the um, give me your answer and the most popular answer going to get the. Um, going to get the win. Simply put, ladies and gentlemen, going to get the win. So let's start off with the. Actually, let's let's do a trivia question. Let's do a trivia question, man. No, we got to have some trivia. Um, I, you know what? I think I may have even said this before. This trivia question before, and it was hard before. So maybe you remember this one. Uh, Steve Armstrong was known as what name in WWE? Steve Armstrong was known as what name in WWE? 
Um, all right. So let's start off with the first category. So again, just uh, this is fans' choice. This 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 PNP Year in Awards edition is fans' choice. So whatever you know, you decide. Whatever the majority vote is, is what uh, the PNP award going to go to. And I have I have a drum roll as well. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna use my drum roll uh, this time. So that's gonna be fun. All right, so let's start off with the first one, which is the most overrated. The most overrated. That's the first category, the most overrated. Um, All right, so let's see. Let's get some. uh, (laughs) Let's get some. Let's get some votes from the PNP Nation on who the most overrated talent is. I'll take like the first uh, half a dozen. If if I see a trend in the first half a dozen. Uh, so let me see. I see one answer here. Very interesting answer. The most overrated. So I'll give you some time. Um, yes. Wow, boy. Good job. Lance Cassidy. Lance Cassidy. <clears throat> Um. Uh, what year did Superstar Billy Graham win the WWE Championship? What year did Superstar Billy Graham win the WWE Championship? <clears throat> I'll ask some hard repeat questions this time. All right, let's get some more. Uh, nope. Not seventy-three. Almost, Mahmoud. Almost. Almost very close. Nope, the other way. <laughs> there you go, jump tube. You you get that one. Seventy-seven. All right. So who is the most overrated superstar in WWE this year? Most overrated. Let's get some. Let's get some more. Get some more answers there. Most overrated, and and this is this isn't just. Let me clarify this, and this isn't just WWE. Actually, this is uh most. Uh, I suppose most of the answers would be WWE centric, but this isn't necessarily uh, WWE uh, exclusive to WWE. So, just in pro wrestling, who was the most? Um, the most overrated. See what you got. I'll write it down. I'm getting so many different answers. (laughs) If I if I get the same, all right. So if I get the same one, that I see that's a repeat. I've got like six or so different answers. I haven't seen. Okay. Well, that's not the. Yeah, active wrestlers. Most overrated. Who we got? 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 (laughs) 
And and if you're watching this on Facebook as well, go ahead and drop it. Uh, go ahead and drop yours on the comments as well if you're watching this on Facebook. Drop it on the comments. And I will see it and I will uh, also do that. Well, we keep, well, we keep saying, we got, I'm trying to find, I keep, we keep getting different answers. I've got almost, I've got a, 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 almost 10, um, almost 10 different answers now. Um, <laughs> so just give me a repeat. Give me a repeat. Come on, fans choice. Uh, okay, there's the repeat. <laughs> there it is. After like ten or so answers, there it is. Uh, the most overrated. No, I'm not <laughs> multi. Um, I think that's a great idea, actually. But uh, my schedule is so busy that uh, I, I I cannot I cannot even promise you that. <laughs> to be able to do that, uh, add up Facebook and YouTube votes is uh, what the request was, which was actually a pretty good request. But I'm so busy, man. It's that may not be able to happen. All right, so I think uh, we got it. So the most overrated goes to Dolph Ziggler. He's here to show the world, ladies and gentlemen. Dolph Ziggler is the most overrated. Now, speaking of Rusev, I think it was cool that Rusev won the United States Championship. Hopefully, it do something with him because Nakamura as U.S. champ was uh, very, very bad. All right, real quick. Let's do this. Uh, let's skim through this. Most underrated. Most underrated. And again, those who are... Uh, if I'll say this. This is what I will do. If I do see... Um, let, let's do this for those on Facebook. Um, tw- if if you're if you're on Facebook right now, of course, put in the comments. I'll I'll skim through it. I I probably won't have time to tally, but if I see something that's just like a glaring uh, difference, I'll, I'll consider. So right now, Dolph Ziggler is the the most underrated, overrated. Um. And if there's something that's leaning way toward an, uh, another person, I'll, I'll I'll consider that and I'll acknowledge it uh, next week if I have the time. Um. All right. So most underrated, most underrated. Some good answers actually. Okay, those are some good answers. Again, uh, this one split. <laughs> I like it though. It's split. Um. All right, so I'll I'll go for a, a repeat or two. Okay. I, I dig that. <clears throat> I think I like that answer. So I will. So we'll go with that. I think we have a winner, ladies and gentlemen. The most underrated of 2018 goes to. Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode is the most underrated, which I agree with that. I like that. 
personally to me it would be Apollo Cruz, but I think Bobby Roode's a really good, really good vote. Great job on that. Best heel. Next category. Best heel. Who was the best heel of 2018? The best heel of 2018. Got. Again, if you're watching on Facebook, tweet at Chris Prolific with your answers. Uh, or just drop the comments, uh, drop it down in the comment section. And uh, if it's, uh, if I have time, I'll do a Facebook vote too. If I have the time, I'll do a Facebook vote. And then Facebook, if you're able to jump on YouTube next Tuesday live, uh, I'll, what I can do if I have the time is um, to get the Facebook votes and the YouTube votes and maybe do a tiebreaker on that on YouTube or something like that, if I have the time. Um, okay. Yeah, Cody counts. Um, anybody. It's anybody in, in pro wrestling, but I'm seeing... Okay. I'm seeing one of the same answers so far. One of the same answer. So, I think... Okay. I see two of the same answer. Um, Okay. Interesting. This is an interesting one. Okay. Yep. All right. Best heel. The best heel. Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. Very interesting. All right. Next. Best baby face. Who is the best baby face? Of 2018 2018 Again if you're watching this on Facebook On Thursday And if you're listening to this any any time um, uh, During the show On uh, Blog Talk Radio uh, Or Audio Boom um, Anytime That you're listening to this before next week <clears throat> Tweet at Chris Prolific Or at Crave Wrestling uh, Tweet your votes for This if you're listening to this On the audio all right. Best baby face. Who is the best baby face? Okay. I think I agree with that. Um, choice, actually. I think that's a pretty good choice. <clears throat> the best baby face goes to <laughs> All right. Uh three more. Let's hurry up. Let's let's get these done in the next few minutes. Next one is the most shocking moment. Most shocking moment. I think this one's pretty clear cut and to me. Uh I agree, AJ Styles. I thank you, Mama. <laughs> for my Shinsuke Nakamura impersonation there. Um all right, so the most shocking moment. I think this is pretty clear cut to me. Um, but of course it's the fans' choice. 
I also agree with AJ Styles being the best babyface. Um, okay, give me a couple more. So we got got two more after this. So uh, let's get through it. Uh, the most shocking moments of 2018. Let's do this. Who you got? Who you got? Okay. Oh, okay. So these are all pretty good. But I'm seeing different ones. <clears throat> okay. I do see a repeat, which I can, which I, I dig that. But th- those are some really good ones, though. Well, I do see a repeat. So I think I'm going to write that. Um. All right. All right. So I'm seeing more of the same, too. So. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, the most shocking moment of the year goes to. Nia Jax injuring Becky Lynch. Uh, my, my vote actually was the Roman Reigns leukemia. Um, so now you, y'all are saying Roman Reigns leukemia. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> my vote was actually Roman Reigns leukemia. Um, that, that, that was my that was my vote. All right, two more, real quick. Let's do this. Let's do this. Match of the year and wrestler of the year. Let's do it together. Match of the year. Um, wrestler of the year. All right, real quick, real quick, real quick. Match of the year, wrestler of the year. Okay. No, Brock AJ was last year. Brock Daniel Bryan was uh, was this year. Mm, that's a good one. These are really good ones, actually. Okay. All right, what we got? What we got? Quick, quick, quick. Okay. So we got a wrestler of the year. <clears throat> and... We need the match of the year. We already got wrestle of the year. We need match of the year. We need match of the year real quick. <clears throat> okay, here it is. We got a match of the year, ladies and gentlemen. Um All right, match of the year goes to um, all right, drum roll for that. All right, 
Uh, goes to the ladder match. NXT TakeOver NOLA for the uh, North American Championship, which I was there. It was a great match, actually. Yeah, I can agree with that. Wrestler of the Year goes to... Kenny Omega, which I can, which I also can agree with, ladies and gentlemen. All right, um, I'm a big fan of Kenny, Kenny and uh, Okada at uh, at Dominion. That, that would be my, my guess, my my vote for match of the year. But, ladies and gentlemen, it has been a pleasure. Uh, it was supposed to be abbreviated, <laughs> but man, it was such a good conversation today that uh, you know. Great. So the last uh, Pancakes and Power Slam show of the year was a blast and so amazingly. I had such a good time with everybody. Um. Uh. So yeah, I'll be I'll, I'll be back. Um. I'll be back next week. Uh, same bat time, same same bat channel. Until next week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, always enjoy your week of wrestling. God bless, and always remember. I'll do it for you. Have a good night. God bless. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.